0: Have you ever considered having another child? Hi, my name is Felice Gerwitz and One More Child is my story of personal growth and a journey of faith. In this book, I share snippets of my life and the reasons for the choices I made early on in marriage to limit our family size. However, the Lord had other plans and eventually we made a decision to have more children and this changed my life forever. I invite you to read One More Child, which is available on Amazon in print and Kindle.
1: This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host Elise Skirwitz is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed.
0: Have you ever thought about the Holy Family being our family? What a beautiful example the Holy Family is in our lives, and in this episode, we're going to explore the examples of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and how to live lives that are filled with hope. I want to thank our sponsor, and that is Media Angels. You can find out more information at MediaAngels.com. At Christmas time, we decorate our houses with scenes of the nativity, and these scenes are familiar, and if you're like me, it brings me great joy to see them around my home. I have several that are in different rooms because, for me, the focus of the holiday surrounds the birth of Jesus, and it causes me to consider the holy and the things I hold sacred in a way that is tangible in my life. Many times for those of us that study scripture during the month of December, we read a lot from Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah foretold the coming of the Messiah. And as we read the scriptures, many times I've I've talked about being still and letting the Lord um, just open your eyes to certain passages that may. Um, just speak to you. But again, I'll share a little bit about that in a minute. But I wanted to read from you um, some of the scriptures in Isaiah. But a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, And his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide. But he shall judge the poor with justice, and decide fairly for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be a band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips, Then the wolf shall be a guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion shall browse together with the little child to guide them. Now we've heard these passages over and over, but recently I was reading this exact scripture with my family as we were doing evening devotions, which we do during uh, the Christmas month. And there was a great parallel that just hit me between these verses, justice shall be a band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips, with the passages in Ephesians, which talks about spiritual warfare. And I'm going to read this as well. And again, these um, scriptures will be in the show notes. You can find them at A Few Minutes with God podcast, episode 122, Holy Family, Our Family. So in Ephesians, finally, be strengthened in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Clothe yourselves with the full armor of God so that you will be able to withstand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand your ground on the evil day having done everything to stand. Stand firm, therefore, by fastening the belt of truth around your waist, by putting on the breastplate of righteousness, by fitting your feet with the preparation that comes from the good news of peace. And in all of this, by taking up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, with every prayer and petition at all times in the Spirit, and to this end, be alert with all the perseverance and petitions for all the saints. Again, we can't do justice to these scriptures just reading them on air, but take time in your In your studies, to read these passages and really think about and meditate on them. And it's times like this that I wish I was a scripture scholar, and I'm not. But what I can tell you is that the parallel really spoke to me. The prophet Isaiah foretold the coming of the Messiah, and in the New Testament, Christ is the fulfillment of that prophecy and the key to winning over souls out of the hands of our enemies. And it talks here, it says, The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Scriptures, it is the word of God. The opening of the kingdom, the eternal kingdom, and our salvation comes from Christ, and what an example the Holy Family is to us. Do we consider ourselves in that situation? The Holy Family gives us an example of overcoming hardship for the greater good. Mary and Joseph were scorned in their own town. Why? Because Mary was with child before she lived with Joseph. She was betrothed to Joseph but did not live with him at that time and went to visit Elizabeth. And when she returned, they could see she was pregnant. She explained in her own words that an angel had appeared to her and foretold the coming of the Savior. But can you imagine what her parents thought? Can you imagine being Joseph? We don't think of the Holy Family in terms of of our lives, and we really should. How can we apply this to our lives? How do you face those hard decisions in your life? Do you do it with faith and help from the Lord, or do you do it on your own without thought of God? Look at the lives of the Holy Family. I came up with five things I've learned from the life they lived. Do this little exercise yourself. What are some things you can learn from the Holy Family? You don't need to have five. You might just have one. But I wanted to share with you the five things that I learned. The first was dying to self. They took upon themselves the hardship of what the yes to God would mean, a huge disruption in what they envisioned for their life. When Joseph asked Mary to marry him, I don't think he had any idea of what would come. So he had to put aside his plans and be there for the plans of God. The second is the ability to persevere. In the face of hardship, Mary and Joseph forged ahead. They had to travel to Bethlehem for the census. God knew this, right? Again, it was a fulfillment of prophecy of where the Messiah would be born. But how difficult for Mary and Joseph. The third is understanding truth. They believed. They may have questioned, and who wouldn't? But they believed that God would provide for them, and He did, even if it wasn't easy. The fourth is responsibility. Can you imagine being in charge of the upbringing of the second person of the Holy Trinity, Jesus? Many of us can barely raise our own children, and to have this mind-blowing responsibility put on our shoulders, wow! Just wow. Friends, just think about that one. And the fifth point is faith. The faith that we read in the scriptures that surpasses all understanding. That is the faith I want, that I crave. I want to believe without a doubt. I want to follow God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in every single thing I do in my life. Can you add to this list? Is there something that speaks to your heart as you contemplate this most holy of families. We have the gift of time in that we know the end of the story and we celebrate this story every year. The prophecy was fulfilled with the yes from Mary in response to the request of the angel, the archangel Gabriel. It comes again from the yes when Joseph, once he realized through a dream that Mary was telling the truth and indeed carried the word of God soon to be made flesh, that he had a responsibility to care for them both. It also shows us that faith is belief in that which is unseen and resonates truth in our heart. Today we hear the media talk about individual truths. For example, she spoke truth as she believes it. Well, friends, truth is not subjective. It does not change. It always is. God gave us the intellect to believe in a truth higher than what we could possibly imagine. Yet we think we know better. We twist the truth to meet our expectations or what we want it to say. There is only one truth, friends. The truth that God came as a babe in humility for me, for you, and for all. God is not exclusive. Do we hunger for truth and righteousness? That is truly what God is. He doesn't lie. He doesn't make unfulfilled promises. He came. He lived. He died. He rose. The intellect, again, thinks it knows better. God sent his son to live with a humble carpenter and his poor wife. Jesus wasn't born to a king. He could have been right. He's God. He could do whatever he wanted. We are shown that the kings, the three kings, paid homage. What an amazing proof that is, even to King Herod, who sent out his men to kill all the firstborn sons. But as we read in Ephesians, evil will not triumph. Friends, death is not the end. We think about this, those holy innocents, those poor souls who were murdered, but were vindicated the minute the gates of heaven were opened. They receive their glory, not on this earth, but in the next. We look for our glory here. How many toys can we buy? How many events can we experience? We need this. We need that. We do need to enjoy our life. God gave us this beautiful world in which we live, but not to the exclusiveness of all else. God's word is everlasting. It is our rock. If we trust God and His word, We can be grounded in righteousness. We can use this rock to build our lives. Even the gifts the kings brought of gold, frankincense, and myrrh are rich in meaning. Gold we are familiar with. It's as valuable a commodity today as it was then. Frankincense as well is used by many of us as a potent and valuable essential oil. It is an incense and a symbol of deity, and myrrh was a symbol of death used as an embalming oil. Again, the scriptures give us so much to think about, to meditate on. As we remember this precious gift, the birth of Christ and his earthly parents, Mary and Joseph, let's purpose to live our lives in a way that includes the Almighty and how much better off we will be. Let's pray. My God, there is so much to be thankful for even in times of hardship, but we have faith, the faith that you give us. Please, God, during this very wonderful season, increase my faith. That is the gift I ask for more than anything else, that you bless me, bless my life with the abundance of your grace. Give me your grace to overflowing so I can pour out this grace to others, this love that you have for me to those around me. All that is wonderful and righteous is in you, my God, and I thank you for the gift of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Please, Lord, I ask for these special intentions for my family and my friends. I love you, my God, and I thank you for all the answered prayers and the miracles in my life that come from you, and I pray this in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com and your podcast page on a afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.